0: want to make a change or do something new but I'm terrified. That's the topic of today's show. Welcome to Healing Through Pain. I'm your host Steph and this is a show that dives into health and healing where we discuss how we can show up well for the responsibilities and the opportunities that life sends our way. Thanks so much for tuning in. So I'm actually pretty excited about this topic because honestly, up until recently, I operated under the assumption that the rest of the world was out there living boldly and I was living behind, you know, my four walls, terrified at making the next move. And I just assumed I was the only one. And as I've been able to walk a path with clients, you know, client after client who is nervous and who has big dreams and who doesn't know how to move forward with them, it's it's helped me realize that I, you know, my perception of other people's boldness oldness was actually quite inaccurate. And I really had to kind of realign my understanding that sometimes people are terrified and they show up anyway. And that's something I've started to give myself permission to do because I've realized how normal that actually is. Now, um, just as a side note, uh, the other day I was talking to my youngest client right now, he's uh, 13. And I he was telling me about something that he's nervous about, you know, a, a goal that he has for himself, but he's not sure how to get started. And so as we're navigating through that, I said, you know, I really understand what you're talking about. I said this last week I launched a podcast and I was pretty terrified about it. It's been quite the process to get it going. And he stopped and he said, oh, that's so cool. You have a podcast. Tell, like, tell me more about it. What's it about? And I said, um, oh, it's about mental health. And he goes, lame and then we moved right on and so it really helped me understand that you know I have big dreams and I have I have goals and I have stuff that I want to do and there are people that just don't care my client being so boldly uh, able to tell me he was one of them that just didn't care um and and so I thought that was that was pretty interesting how often we get immobilized by our own fears And truthfully, there are so many people indifferent to whether we do the thing or not do the thing. And so what if we just showed up anyway? That right there was just a side tangent. But um, first off, the audacity of that kid, and it was hysterical. And I just thought it was very refreshing to have yet another unfiltered moment with our youth where they put me in check and then move throughout their day as though they didn't just cause some big emotional wounding. But as we get started today, I want to share several narratives with you that hopefully help kind of illustrate, even if you are scared, what might you be able to do to get started? I'm gonna start with a personal narrative um, only because it's, again, I've shared that I'm in the throes of doing a lot of kind of internal work myself. And I think my understanding of my experience has helped me walk clients through similar experiences, and so I kind of want to start personal here. And that is, you know, I I spoke last week about the um, rampant overhaul that has gone on related to my health journey, and part of that has been just an astronomical amount of weight loss and my my body is going to be a body that always shows the signs of a drastic amount of weight loss, that's just the reality of it but with that comes a lot of kind of sensitivity and over the last couple years um, as I've engaged that process there's definitely been not only hypersensitivity but self-criticism as it relates to a body that's gone through tremendous weight loss, right? And so to um, to show up unapologetically is not something that I understand It's it's I've never really been able to occupy space boldly and so it becomes actually significantly more difficult when you're also body conscious and and really self-conscious it becomes difficult to show up um, you know not only boldly and unapologetically but to just show up and claim space because I'm just not used to that particular posture and so one of the things at the, uh, the place I'm living at right now one of the things is we have a pool here and I have been wanting to just go and sit by a pool but then I have this you know internal tug of well to sit by a pool you have to dress a certain way you don't want to dress that a certain way therefore sitting by the pool isn't an option right and it's one of the things that with my own kind of care team my own therapist and people who are working with me where they're really challenging me to um to look at myself differently and to occupy space if I want to and I'm just, it's an unfamiliar skill, it's not something I've practiced. And so we work with something called gradual exposure, and as it relates to fear, gradual exposure is one of the more um, supportive things we can be doing, not to dispel fear, but to slowly acclimate to the idea that even in small measure, in small doses, I can handle fear, and the more fear I can handle, the more I can challenge myself. And so what was happening is I I would look at people at the pool for, this was back over Memorial Day I was um, I was looking at people you know on Friday and watching them frolic and have fun and on Saturday they're they're frolicking and having fun and and I'm just observing them and I'm desperately wanting to do it and and like I want to go to the pool and just exist and and you know sunbathe and, and have fun in the water but I just there was a, me- a mental barrier I just couldn't do it or okay I chose not to do it so let's let's be accurate there um but the more I watched them the more I allowed kind of that seed of hope to say like okay stuff. This is something you could actually do. You're just going to be uncomfortable. So as, as I'm watching and as, as I'm becoming kind of more familiar with the idea of okay, what if I showed up anyway? I started to go through the stages of change and I started to plan on okay I'm going to show up and, and I'll just hang out for 15 minutes or I'm going to show up as long as there's not other people there. And so I started to put together a plan and I think it was the next Tuesday um, so I think that was right around the start of June I'm watching, I'm noticing there's not a lot of people around, so okay, you put on the bathing suit and you go to the pool. And the, I mean, the hypersensitivity I had with that whole process was interesting. But then on Wednesday, I showed up, and then on Thursday, I showed up, and then it stopped mattering how many other people were there. Now, where the actual kind of therapeutic value comes in is when I'm at the pool, I start to watch the other people, not in a um, self-comparison way, not like, oh, well, you look better than them, so it's okay, but you look worse than them so you should feel shame It, it wasn't anything about that it was just watching other people show up and be unapologetic. And basically what my brain was doing was scanning for kind of validation that it's okay to show up because I have a barrier there that was disallowing me from feeling comfortable with that. So I'm by the pool most days over the next couple of weeks and I'm just watching, you know, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different, um, so different ethnicity groups, different uh, ages, and I'm just watching the diversity of people just coming in and showing up and being okay and so over the next kind of week or two weeks of me practicing like kind of that fake it till you make it show up and be okay just being there, it started to become true for me because I watched all of these other people doing it. They were modeling it for me and so my brain was taking in that information and reorganizing it and And my self-talk was saying Steph, it's okay. You can do this. Just just keep going. Just keep moving forward and within about three weeks I went from being terrified of going to the pool to now I just go and I show up and it doesn't matter who's there and I don't give it a second thought but it took a, a process and it took a an adjustment period which is very normal when we have fear the same thing happened as I was trying to launch the podcast I had my um I have my friend Joe he does the Joe Martino show you should definitely check it out it's a it's a great listen um so he he's someone that I actively work with and he does the the podcasting and he's done it for the broadside of maybe two and a half years at this point so he's well rehearsed it's very second nature to him and I had asked him a couple weeks ago I said can I just observe your process because I'm terrified I I don't know where to start. And, and you're just very good at what you do. And so I was able to just come in and observe him doing the process. I didn't necessarily, um, you know, take all the copious notes and, and play by play, make him stop and explain stuff. I just observed it so I could become familiar. And then over the next couple of weeks, I kind of just had to jump in and practice. And then, you know, three weeks later, I have a podcast officially launched. And it's because of the process of becoming slowly exposed to things trying it, practicing it, and continuing to show up doing that. And that's an active um, therapeutic tool that I use with my clients. I have um, one gal in general right now who really has a lot of um, apprehension about self-acceptance And a lot of apprehension about just going and occupying space. And I'm like, same girl, I get that. Um, But I want to work with her on it. And so I'm taking some of the strategies that I'm using and I'm inviting her into a space to practice those things too. And so one of the things that we have similar in our story are we're very much taskers. So, you know, I could go out to the mall if I knew exactly what I was going to get at the mall. I would never just go and casually cavort about the mall. That's not something I would do. If I have a task, I feel like I'm qualified to be in a place. If I don't have a task, I struggle. And I know many women, and there are probably men too, who have that same kind of um, hyper-awareness of, I shouldn't be there if I don't have an intended task. And so I, I talked with my client and I said, you know, this is what happened with me as it relates to like going and sitting by the pool. And I said, it took about three weeks of me gradually getting comfortable with it. And so I challenged her, Um, I said, I'd love it if you decided to go to the mall. And you know, if you see something because you're window shopping and it's cute, go get it, that's fine. But the goal is not to go to the mall with a task. The goal is to go to the mall And just observe the hundreds and hundreds of people walking by you, taking up space, not apologizing, not trying to um, give validation of why they're there. They're literally just showing up and living their life. And I said, I wonder if you continue to see that, you observe other people showing up unapologetically, and you start to coach yourself into like... Hey, you have the right to do this too. I would really wonder if within a couple of weeks you start to go to the mall much more freely, you start to walk around much more freely, and then let's say you just you go to other places more freely because you've showed up, you've shown up boldly with this particular um skill. And now the good thing is that is a task, right? She's a tasker, I'm a tasker, part of the task was trying new things. And so that's good. So we can kind of frame it into her comfort zone and say, um, showing up and, and being untasking is a task, therefore it works uh, with your compulsions. But the reality is, she she doesn't experience herself as having permission to just exist. And that's something that in my story too, I struggle with, do I even have the right to occupy space. And I don't think I'm uncommon or abnormal. I think many of us struggle with just that apprehension of, well, if I don't know my purpose or I don't know the specific task I'm supposed to do, do I have the right to occupy space? And it comes down to gradual exposure, coaching yourself through little steps. So eventually you've put a lot of distance between whatever the fear is and what your um, intended outcome ends up being. So, one of the episodes last week was very intentionally asking us to normalize anxiety. And I think the same thing needs to be said about fear. So we talk through a strategy to cope with fear, and that's the gradual exposure. But it really seems important to normalize that fear is going to be the first part of almost any new endeavor that we take on. And so when you're trying to decide on a new skill or when you're seeking out new opportunities, understand that fear is probably going to show up. And the goal is to not necessarily embrace it, but at least acknowledge it and normalize it And normalize that all the movers and the hustlers out there, all the people who are, you know, moving mountains stone by stone, usually each new stone involves some fear for them. That would not be abnormal. So if it's showing up in your life, just accept that it's part of the process. And it usually means we're on a path towards better. I'm not saying fear is always a positive because we do have fear, you know, as as a danger cue. So let's not get that um, confused. But fear as part of the change process is very normal. And we really need to not only expect it, but accept it. Understanding that almost all other people out there that are living within their purpose are confronting fear along the way, and they're showing up anyway, And sometimes it's by way of things like gradual exposure and it's by way of things like asking for help and it's by way of things like watching other people model it for them. So you're not abnormal if you're scared and you're seeking out some sort of additional support. That is precisely what you should be doing. And fear is usually cueing us in that something is important to us. So accept it, expect it, let it be something that shows up in the first step of doing things, but don't let it be the reason that you don't take the next step. As we wrap up today, I do want to invite you to email me if you would like. You can always reach out on Facebook at the Healing Through Pain Facebook page. I do have an email set up. It's healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com not because there were 20 that preceded me, but because it is, you know, 2021. So I thought, why not? Let's just get reckless and put some numbers in there. Um, I do know that there is an active pain at gmail.com. So don't email them unless you want someone to get your your details. And, um, you know, I would have no access to that information. But hey, maybe it would be entertaining or helpful for them. If you have questions, the scope of the show really is for trauma and healing. And we're kind of you know, slowly moving our way towards that. But if you have thoughts, questions, inquiries, I am always willing to connect if you are interested. Thank you for tuning in as we kick off week two. I appreciate the time you're choosing to spend here. Feel free to leave a review on whichever platform you are using. And thanks so much. Have a good rest of your day.